Hello and welcome back to the Quacked Out Podcast. I am your host, Charlie Folkstead, joined as always by Reed Tingley and Paul, producer Paul Crest. How are you guys How's doing? How's it going, y'all? Splendid. There yeah, doing well. I don't know if I'm excited splendid. for some football. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to watch football that isn't not us. I'm excited to watch <laughs> us play football, in other words. Yeah. It's a yeah, fun weekend, though. Um, the Big Big Ten. Yeah. It's not the it was, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting, like, those first two weeks of football when I didn't know if the Ducks were going to be playing, I definitely struggled to be interested in football. But oh, yeah. then once I heard the Ducks were playing, I became, like, more interested in watching teams that weren't the Ducks even. Funny yeah. how that happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I finally had an excuse to be an SEC fan for once, which was really great. Uh, go Bulldogs, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus. Not oh, this again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the Bulldogs. <clears throat> for those wondering, I do have legitimate reasons for being a Georgia Bulldogs fan, and I will continue being a Georgia Bulldogs fan. But don't worry, nothing will ever come close to my love for the Ducks. Georgia actually level. had a, an alum try to rip someone's helmets off and then punch them in the helmet when they couldn't punch the, uh, bring their helmet off today in the Bears-Saints game. It's really... Uh, <laughs> You know, Some I mean, to the program, every program's got got the bad apples, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? I, I'm you sure we can we name a couple. Apples? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can find a couple players from <laughs> from the program we all love who have filled that <laughs> that area. Um, Certainly, as long as I have past. my laptop, uh, I'm good. <laughs> Colt Lyrella, you listening? <laughs> Yikes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about where we're at this year, right? Obviously, Pac-12, well, at least seven-game no, schedule. No running back from Oregon's ever tried to punch someone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good Damn. luck on the editing. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it would take this quick for us to get off the rails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one, though. That was a good jab, Paul. Ah. To work on your haymakers See, a little that's, more. That's funny because jab is a type of punch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's correct. All right. Onwards and upwards, boys. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about where we're at this year, right? Pac-12 doing six games and you got championship week for the seven games with the zipper schedule. I love that term, by the way. Reed gave me that earlier. The zipper <laughs> schedule. Um, of course, lining up, you know, worst in the south versus worst in the north all the way up to the top makes sense we expect the ducks i'm assuming all of us expect the ducks to be in the conversation for being at the top of that said zipper at the end of the year correct yeah for sure i think that um just given like the culture of our program i think that we have big advantages over the other teams in the north at least i mean if you go through that, like, I think Washington could be a threat. Um, as much as I hate to say that, I think Cal, like, there's some buzz around them. And then Stanford kind of has an outside shot because David Shaw is a really good coach. And Stanford obviously had a lot of success in the past decade. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. And then I think Oregon State isn't, isn't really there yet in my mind. And I think... Uh, Nick Rolovich starting at Washington State 
it's a bit much on this like weird off season to expect them to compete. So mm-hmm. Ducks got to be the favorite in the North. Yeah, and it's funny because like any year where the Ducks would come in saying, "Oh, you know, question mark at quarterback, question mark at the entire offensive line, question yeah. mark at a lot of the secondary," like it's it's going to be someone else's year, right? It's going to be somebody else's chance to really take the Pac-12 for once. And yet, despite all of those massive, massive question marks, I mean, those are three of the biggest like places where you can have issues as a team. Yeah. Like, we're still the team to beat. Like, it's not questionable. I mean, the only... I think there were only two media votes out of the entire Pac-12 media voting that had us not winning the North. And they were both to Cal. (laughs) Which, I mean... I don't know yeah. who voted that way, but probably some some external factors feeding in there. Like, it's it's our conference to lose. Well, and right. I think that there's also just it. I mean, I think it says something about the Ducks. It also kind of unfortunately for the Pac-12 says something about the other teams trying to compete in the North mm-hmm. because Washington is working in a new head coach and their quarterback competition seems like a whole. Uh, oh, kind yeah. of mess right now. I don't know who's going to emerge from that. And they all kind of have, um, you know, either some experience playing at the college level, but not that much raw talent or some talent, but no experience. So I just think it's a lot to ask for them to compete for a power five title. And then, yeah, I mean, that's, there's question marks with everyone else in the North more so than us and and being the defending chance champs i think we get the benefit of the doubt yeah definitely i mean just looking at basic expectations like the oregon's win total is at a six i mean a solid six whether or not you take the over or under on that from seven games is your own judgment but i mean the next closest team in the entire conference is usc at five and a half obviously we don't necessarily even play them uh, right. Utah, Washington, ASU, all at four and a half, um, Cal four and a half. Like there's just not a lot of competition across the board. There's a lot of mid tier teams that, you know, Oh, Hey, maybe they get a surprise from a couple different position groups. Maybe they, you know, have a couple breakout stars or something. But other than that, like even with all those factors possibly happening, like Oregon still needs to fail in some way for us to lose any game. Cause let's be yeah. honest, we'll be favored in every game this year. Like, yeah, that's the thing is, is we should, if you look at each game individually, there's no like Saturday or Friday this year that I wouldn't pick us to win that individual game probably. Mm-hmm. But it's just about stacking up those seven wins in a row in order to take the conference. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of any sort of prediction or anything, like, I feel the same way right now about our, you know, winning out chances as I did last year after the non-conference games, where, yeah, of course we lost to Auburn, whatever, that's our one loss. We still knew if we ran the table, we could get in the playoff. But I just had that feeling like, yeah even though we know we're better than all these teams, it just happens. That's the way college football works. And that's the way sports works. Like you're just yeah. going to mess up at one point throughout this season. 
Like yeah, and the ASU game happened, but and and there were reasons it happened. I mean, we've kind of discussed that, but it's not like that was the only game. I mean, there are moments mm-hmm. in the Washington and Washington State games where I thought we were going to lose. Oh man, even the Cal honest. game, to be honest, like I okay, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to lose the Cal game at any point, but like are you kidding me? We scored like 17 on Cal. I was not impressed. Like, yeah, it was not good. So, I mean, my basic takeaway being like, do I honestly believe we'll go seven and zero? I don't think so, but we certainly can do it. And there's certainly, again, as, uh, as Josh Pate likes to say, question marks are not necessarily bad things, right? They're question right. marks. We don't, you know, we don't know if Shuck will be good or not. Nobody does. Like, we just got to wait and find out. <laughs> right. And I think it's nice that we have depth. I think what you said earlier about how, if you look at things like a program that's replacing its quarterback, which has been like a four-year starter, and mm-hmm. then its entire offensive line, uh, like those two factors alone, you basically would expect a pretty big regression from the team. And then we also lose Troy Dye. Yeah, yeah oh, by the I mean, way. <laughs> and then we lose Graham and Holland, um, among other guys on the defensive side too. So that's those are big hits, definitely. But I think um, what people nationally don't understand is that there's also like this elevated caliber of player coming into the program mm-hmm. that we haven't had before. So it's not like we're replacing senior Troy Dye with freshman Troy Dye. We're replacing him with freshman Justin Flo no or Sewell freshman Noah and, Sewell. Yeah. Like, I think it's interesting how right now Oregon's in this, like, I mean, this is kind of the ultimate limbo phase, like not playing. Yeah. But, like, Oregon's kind of in this weird limbo of national perception where, like, the people who pay attention to recruiting know that we're going to be good. Like we, they yeah. know it's coming. They understand crystal ball's the guy. And like people at, who are at high levels of college football, the college football world understand that the ducks are coming, but everyone else is kind of not sold or just doesn't care. Right. There are tons right. of fans in the Midwest, South, just wherever who just don't even think about the PAC 12 ever, like as a legitimate conference. I know it's really like yeah. a bad thing to hear, but it's true. Like, People straight up just don't care about what football on the West Coast. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I think that even though I – I mean, I think the league could have handled this whole corona thing better at times. Um, but I think that delaying our season to this point has hurt that perception too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, I, I agree with, with both – a lot of what you guys have said there. And I consume a lot of uh, college football content in different um, – that's centric on, on, on different conferences, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, ACC. And one thing that's actually been impressive to me is that Oregon, coming off a good season last year, even though they haven't played, even though the Pac-12 hasn't played, they've actually moved up in, in the ranking with uh, the games going on. They came in, correct me if I'm wrong, I think into this last weekend at 14 in the coaches poll and it moved up to 12 with Michigan and um, state uh, state Oklahoma. Yeah. And I mean, the the polls are definitely an interesting measuring tool at this point, because 
I mean, obviously, like, yeah, some teams still haven't even played. And yet, like, this is, this is like the, the absolute peak example of like perception versus reality in college football, right? Like, yeah, some voters are taking the route of like, oh, we're not even going to rank the teams that haven't played. Some voters are taking it as more of a prescriptive thing saying like, oh, like if Oregon would have played, then they'd be at this level or whatever. But like when we're being honest with ourselves, we have no idea. Nobody does because we haven't played. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it does like say a lot about the respect we have as a program. Mm-hmm. that's like different from i mean because and we earned it by going out and winning a rose bowl mm-hmm. and so you see like uh like washington doesn't get that benefit of the doubt because they went eight and five last year and people don't view jimmy lake yet in the way that they view cristobal mm-hmm. um but and for, yeah. for a good reason oh yeah. definitely yeah yeah but i think that what I'm excited about, and I think, um, I mean, what a lot of Ducks fans are excited about that isn't captured in our roster is really the change at offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, one, I've become more confident in it, honestly, by just, like, watching Herbert in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, highlighted more and more how, like, dysfunctional our offense was last season, really. Oh, totally. I mean, it's... Like, I was actually one of the few people who kind of, like, defended Arroyo at times where I'd be like, oh, you know, like, I was trying to see the positives in in what he was doing. Um, And I still don't necessarily think it's completely fair to draw those type of conclusions between, like, Herbert's NFL performance and how he performed in college under certain guys. But, I mean, I do think it's worth considering, and it has changed my perception a little bit of, uh, of what Arroyo did for us last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I was always trying to just accept the situation with Arroyo last season because I didn't want to be like USC where we just, like, get fed up and force coaches out immediately, and then it, yeah. the program just, like, unravels into dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it ended up working out like as well as it could, but I'm just excited to see what Moorhead can do. And I think that like crazily enough, a lot of Ducks fans feel like this offense could be improved this year, despite losing Herbert and that entire O-line. Yeah. I mean, and, I don't, I don't know if that's, a, I mean, that's certainly not an expectation from anyone. Do I think it could happen? I, I still don't even know. Cause like, we were, yeah, the offense was lackluster at times. I mean, I mentioned that Cal game, but I mean, towards the back end of the season, like we turned it on and like people weren't really stopping us. I mean, especially when we got Herbert yeah. outside the pocket and running, like I don't the last know. two I, games. We did and we didn't though. Like, cause I felt that, I mean, the, the Arizona state and Oregon state games were pretty bad. Yeah, then that's the, true. The Utah game was awesome. We played that game, like, really well. Uh, But then the Rose Bowl was kind of weird. Like, I'm not in the camp of people who say that, like, we didn't outplay Wisconsin or we didn't deserve to win or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel super confident when our offense had the ball, like, for most of that game. 
I like we had the we had one really good drive to start, which was kind of a pattern. Like the same thing happened in the Auburn game. We mm-hmm. started off well, like maybe when there were scripted plays to open games, mm-hmm. and then like Arroyo didn't seem like he could adjust to the flow ever, and it was like like basically it felt like we had kind of, I don't know, at least for me in the Rose Bowl, it felt like we had like fired all our bullets until Breeze like forced that fumble. And then we just get that one play where Herbert takes it 35 yards and scores. Yeah. I mean, we still had to close the game though. I mean, we still had to manage it when we did have the ball. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, again, going back out to more of a general thing, like in terms of what we're looking for this season, what do you think will be more impressive, the offense or the defense? Oh yeah, I think the defense will be more impressive. I'm, I'm, I think this defense is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I think it's, I think we have a top five defense, regardless of the departures in the secondary. I really think wow. that, yeah, because I think our defensive line is is really deep. Um, I think Kayvon is going to be like a top ten player in the country, mm-hmm. and I think. Jordan, especially against the Pac-12, is going to be able to wreck shop in the middle. I think Falu's going to take it to another level too. And then I, we have a lot of depth along that um, front. And then the linebacking slot, I trust uh, Isaac Slade to kind of hold down uh, some time there. And then I think we have a lot of young guys with upside. And then in the secondary... I think that Jamal Hill will step into the nickel spot. And I think Mikhail Wright is like going to be an improvement at corner probably. Really? An improvement over Graham? I, or do you yeah. just mean for himself? No, I think he'll. I think that our cornerback room, I think that the 2020 version of Lenore paired with Wright is going to be better than 2019 uh, Graham and Lenore were. I do think that. Interesting. And again, it's hard to even... I agree with you, by the way. I definitely think the defense will be better. But I I think it's interesting that when we try to compare things like this, will we even be able to compare them? Like, even when we do see yeah. games and we do see these guys in action, like, it's going to be such a weird season just on... So, like, yeah, I know we're playing less games and even that in itself is, like, just bonkers. But, like, the games themselves are going to look totally different than what we're used to. Like, yeah. yes, obviously no fans. Yes, like all these other things. But I'm talking like on-field like strategy and what you're seeing in terms of schemes, in terms of plays. Like teams aren't ready. Like there's some teams who, if we're being honest, like just aren't ready to play football this year. Yeah, definitely. I think UCLA definitely. is a good example with everything that's been going on down there. I mean, that was terrible situation to be in like wazoo obviously new coach u-dub jimmy lake first year right just yeah so many questions like the ducks aren't the only team with question marks yet when you even compare ours to other teams it seems like our question marks are better than their known quantities in a lot of ways and i think the defense is a great example of that yeah i know that's totally true and i also think it's like we're just we're going to have this seven game period where we're just stuck in our conference and mm-hmm. everyone in our conference has to deal with those factors. So what is going to lead a, our program to do it better than other programs is the culture that we have implemented. And well, I really trust that in our program more than anywhere else in the Pac-12. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I, I, I liked a lot of what you had to say there, Charlie, but here's another question mark I have for you is, yeah, um, our conference isn't playing as many games as other conferences, but don't you think that might give some of these teams um, who you say have, you know, question marks, they, you're talking about UCLA, Washington, these teams now have less games to prepare for and more time to prepare for it each game. Do you think that might have any impact into uh, the quality, the competitiveness of these uh, seven games that we're going to see out of these teams? I think it's still going to be an overall detriment. I mean, you said they have more, like, yeah, obviously, okay, I like, on paper, they can focus more resources to less games, but in reality, I mean, the games are still a week apart. Like, you still only have so many practices a week to prepare for each opponent, right? You, you yeah. still, like... You still have all. You're still going to have all the regular problems you usually do with the football team, injuries, etc. Like more, more. You might even say with. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we don't know. Like right. So I I really think that, like Reed said, I think it's gonna, it's it's gonna provide an advantage to the teams who, are able to prepare the best, and those are the teams that have the best coaches and have the best resources and have the best culture, and that's Oregon. Yeah, and have like deep and healthy rosters too. Exactly, is, the most talented. Which, right. yeah, right. which we also kind of have more than anyone else. I mean, Washington has a pretty talented roster, but I don't know. They've had some key departures with like Levi Onsariki, um declared for the draft, and that's like that's like their Jordan Scott, like mm-hmm. not the same way, but he's their like NFL caliber. D line. Yeah, he's a name pulled. that you can rely on to give you a consistent performance. Right. And, and that turns into a question mark. Hey, even if you have great players behind them on your roster, like, gotta get them up to game speed, right? You gotta get them to be able to perform at a certain level. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, Levi is that one example is probably the, like, would have been one of the most impactful players in the Oregon Washington game this year just based on our like inexperience at the O-line position. Mm -hmm. That would have been a big mismatch for them to exploit, but them not having that kind of takes away a lot of their threat to us, I think. I agree. So let's let's fantasize a little bit (laughs) and let's say I'm wrong and that the Ducks do run the table, right? Let's say we blow, not blow every team out, but have convincing wins you know, maybe we have a t- couple games that get close. Yeah, we could have our Clemson-Boston College Yeah, game, exactly. But, yeah, as long as we don't blow anything, we don't lose to Oregon State, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like, as, yeah. So let's assume that we can get to the Pac-12 title game and win it, right? Yeah. That, that's not, like, although the odds are technically against us at that point, that's not an unreasonable expectation by any stretch of the imagination. So Yeah, no. Definitely. We talked about this on Twitter last week or whatever. Playoff chances, if that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Still not great. Even if our, like, best-case scenario shakes out, like, we still need help. I think it's safe to say. Do you agree? Yeah. That, I mean, I, I've been someone who just has been trying to propose that I think that that is kind of overblown, the fact that we need help. Because I think that, like, 
people say that we need it, like we needed Oklahoma State to lose or we needed Penn State to lose. But like they, on the flip side of that, it's like they need to actually win every one of those games too. Mm-hmm. So they need, a, they need a lot of things to stack up to go right to go undefeated and make it in over us. And so like right. who are the real threats right now to right. if we if we just assume like it looks like the four or the, it looks like three of the playoff spots are going to uh, Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. Right. But, like well, and so I'm, those are the first three I'm, names yeah, I have down to. Yeah. I'm looking over, you know, the the top 25 right now. Obviously Clemson, they shouldn't lose another game for the rest of the year. I think that's yeah. that's safe. Shouldn't although at. Well, yes. Notre although, Dame although, against Trevor or against non Trevor Lawrence, Clemson might have something to say about that, but continue. Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess that's the one question mark. We have Clemson, Alabama, probably in. Yeah. Ohio State also shouldn't lose another game for the rest of the year. I don't Right. Yeah. Maybe you get a Wisconsin with their uh, uh Graham Mertz coming back and surprising Ohio State. I, I mean I don't know. I mean all but these teams those, shouldn't lose, but also but we have we have to say, like, yeah. the three of them combined, like, mm-hmm. if you have to bet on it, there is, like, probably a loss there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yo, oh, for sure. And what I'm looking at, that's that's those are the teams that everyone talks about, the SEC, the ACC team, yeah. and Notre Dame. What I'm actually interested in right now is I'm looking at Cincinnati and I'm looking at BYU. I'm so glad you brought those up. They yeah. are yeah. exactly two undefeated teams with cupcake schedules. BYU yeah. is guaranteed to be... Uh, double-digit favorites in every game for the rest of the year that they'll play. Uh, uh, and they're seven and zero already. They've played maybe. more games than like maybe anyone I, but Clemson, pretty much. Like, who do you see on BYU's schedule? Uh, what's the line? Are they? Oh, I think they're just north of ten versus um, Boise State versus Boise State this weekend. Yeah. 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 yeah just looking so at that yeah, that might be their biggest test so far. I mean, here's right. a question, right? If BYU like blows everybody out going forward can can the committee still justify putting them in over a zero loss Oregon conference type champion I don't think so mm-hmm. I, well, I, don't, I don't think so at all BYU it, isn't even in a conference yeah but that's that kind of works like in favor for them sometimes though right because since they're an independent you can't call them group of five even though they're probably consistently at a group of five level Right in in some respects, you have to look at them like a like a Notre Dame or something in terms of how you usually do. With like, we can't really Whoa. judge them relative to the rest <laughs> of the world. Obviously, Notre Dame has much more prestige and like clout than BYU. Yeah, like I mean but they're like, a little they're a little different. I mean Notre Dame is eighth on the team talent composite, and let me scroll. And <laughs> you did, your point's being made. What I'm scroll. saying is like. <laughs> I st- okay, Oregon is not losing a spot to Cincinnati or BYU, unless we have a loss. Then maybe we can talk about that. But I think no, Oregon, I think Oregon, I think Oregon we could lose. I think we could lose a spot to Cincinnati. I actually do. I don't yeah. think they're. I don't think Cincinnati goes undefeated. But I think if they do, no, I'm, you, you I'm look worried. at you look at Cincinnati's schedule. They could win every game for the rest of the year. They they. Sh- you could say they should win every. Yeah, well, they should win every. BYU game. is 80th on the team. T- That's not right. There's no way. <laughs> but it only has them at 65. I, I, I'm with I'm with Reed here, and I hate to be the downer, but you look at 
um, Cincinnati were disrespected uh, in their last game against Memphis. They it, they came out and won by 39 points. Yeah. They've played uh, SMU, Southern Methodist, who were ranked uh, 16 at the time. They won by uh, third, 29 points. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. all they have, the most challenging game they'll have less, left on their schedule is UCF, who is not as good as they've been in the last, you know. They're not the but, UCF that claimed a national championship. Yeah, but you stack up those games that – Cincinnati wins like seven out of ten times, and then mm-hmm. like like the FPI has Cincinnati at a ten percent chance to win out right now. Yeah, I oh, mean that's Reed why they play the, the FPI games. That's why, that's why they play the games. God. Houston should be a challenge for them. That's going to be a big one this next yeah. weekend. Yeah, um, I just think there's I think there's a loss in there for Cincinnati, but I'm worried about BYU. Yeah, now their schedule. We kind of need Boise State to pull that off this weekend. Right. But Here's the thing, though. I mean, there's there's other teams on this list that are still much more of a threat than okay. Who do you BYU think? Okay, let's go Cincinnati. through. Let's go. Let's go through the conferences. Okay, please. Yes, let's do this. Who is who else is getting in from the Big Ten? From the Big Okay, okay. I don't think the from what we've seen so far, the Big Ten has one team in it. <laughs> who's who's has right. a possible playoff spot. Unless yeah. unless Indiana Indiana. <laughs> hey baby. I, I, Not nine Indiana is gonna be like crazy this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't know whether they beat Penn State or not. Oh they well they're gonna lose. <laughs> they did, bro. I, they okay, did. No. I think I think they did. But does anyone really know whether they won that game? Hey, the nose of the football, okay, <laughs> broke the plane. Uh, I will actually say pylon. that that the call on the field was the reason that they won the game. Oh, well, of course. If, but, yeah. like, it was a good call. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think the refs did. <laughs> the refs... It was a call. It was a call. <laughs> I, I, I think that Indiana wins against Michigan, who is, is ranked this week, even though they lost oh, last oh. week. They blow them out. Michigan Indiana State? blows out Michigan. Okay, let's, let's, out. let's slow down oh, a little bit okay. here. Let's calm down. Michigan State, now that... Might be a challenge. I think it's a letdown spot for Michigan State. I think Michigan State gets steamrolled too. Ohio State. I think this game will be closer. I respect the Hoosiers. In, I'll say Indiana is no. Indiana is not Shut making up. the playoff. Indiana is not making the playoff. Thank you. Okay. I'm not saying that they make the playoff. I think that it'll be close <laughs> against OSU. I think they it'll be closer than you think against. There's Maryland. probably three losses there. <laughs> I think they lose to Wisconsin depending on. Uh, the quarterback situation. Do you really? What are the chances that Indiana goes undefeated? Like over uh, under one percent? <laughs> over one percent? No, no, no. Undefeated? No. They lose to Ohio State. I said that already. I said that already. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. No. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a, outside Ohio State. 50, they have a no. No. Okay. They have a five to ten percent chance of of going of one loss. One loss. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Then, now that okay. this is an Indiana Hoosiers podcast. Hoosiers future. Okay. Do you think, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Do you think any team below Indiana in the AP poll right now has a shot of making the playoff? I'll let you peruse for a Coastal? second. I'm Coastal? thinking Michigan Coastal at one and one is a chance. Six and Coastal Carolina. No, no. Michigan is done. Michigan is not beating Ohio State. That's not Agreed. Happening. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, no, thank Michigan you. That's what I was trying to get Michigan to. stinks. Michigan stinks. 
Miami would have to beat uh, Clemson again. That's not happening. Um, uh, Wisconsin, like you said, is one of those. Do we think Wisconsin has like a really bad um, QB situation right now with COVID? They're like shut down. Quarterback, yeah. Okay, so so we're we're looking up. Okay, so we're looking (laughs) we're looking at the top of the standings here now, and like the top eight teams and maybe the Ducks are what we're talking about as having a legit shot. If Miami comes up with a big win, they you could you could talk about Miami. Mm. Okay, so we're talking they, about ten teams. We need Miami basically no. has to win out, so they're not. No, 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 because the teams cancel each. We need to talk about like okay, Big Ten. We Big don't Ten, miss- Ohio State, check. Like Ohio State's in. It, does Wisconsin have a chance? No. No. Yes. Yes. Yes, with they, their they current chance. COVID situation, like, but yeah, but like less than five percent that they uh, go, that they go like. But, but the herd immunity, or they're going to be, I'm, they're, I'm, they're going to be healthy when everyone else is swimming in it. Dear God. Oh, we're okay. Okay. <laughs> we're labeling Wisconsin as extremely unlikely to make the playoff. Yes. Okay. Yes. If they can beat Michigan, that's. That's when they'll have Graham Mertz back uh, for the Northwestern game, I believe. Mm. Uh, oh, look 21st. out. Calling it right now, Wisconsin loses to Northwestern. <laughs> Just because you said that. Like, I like Northwestern enough. That could happen. Bro, okay, they, but... they beat the crap out of man. Okay, yeah. Let's. Okay, okay next conference. Let's go, let's go SEC. <laughs> Thank you. I want to <laughs> dig into this. Okay. Uh, can we okay. just declare? We can just declare the Big Twelve dead. Big Twelve is dead. I don't want to see the Big Twelve for the rest of the year. Big Twelve is dead. I think if State wins out, if convincingly wins they're out. in. Otherwise, yeah. So I I would give. I guess you could include Oklahoma State in the conversation. Still technically as a, as a very unlikely, but as, yes, as a big fat asterisk. Y'all know I'm a big I'm a big Texas guy. Big Texas boy. Uh, Texas no. is Bro, not good. Did They're you very really bad. just They're very okay, bad. Okay. Yeah. They're very okay, bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you lose, you lose to that Texas team. You should not be in the conversation. Uh, for over someone at, who's unbeaten, I just yeah. For for yeah, I think Oklahoma State. I think the Big Twelve are dead. Okay, okay. so SEC. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Bama. Okay, let's let's make this clear. Any, I want to make this point again. Any SEC team with just one loss is getting in over us. I hate to yes. say it. I yes. really hate to say it. No, that's that is fine. Yes. Like, I what's going to happen? So, we're looking at it right now. You got Bama 6 and 0, Georgia 4 and 1, A&M 4 and 1, Florida 3 and 1. Okay. Do you think that out of those 3-1 loss teams, Georgia, A&M, Florida, do you think one of them is ending the season? with one loss or will they all have two or more okay first of all georgia and florida play each other this weekend exactly so we can eliminate one of those right away we can eliminate one of those and then the winner of that game has to play alabama again correct so is is can stetson bennett beat alabama short answer yes nope can (laughs) yes yeah that okay. game okay. was a okay, lot closer okay, than the final score indicated. No, I'm, bro. 
I've heard Kirby it, Smart use that line. If for, if that game was 15 minutes I've heard, long, I've heard I, Georgia I think we're fans having a whole different conversation. The, yeah. the trouble is for Georgia, it's a 60-minute game. And Georgia is very good. They're very, very good. They I would say in the same, it's more the same likely. I would say it is. Hmm. Ba- okay, Bama, Georgia, round two. What is Georgia's chances in that? In between, 10%. no, no, higher than ten percent, dude. Who who is better? You're telling me that better? was a ten percent margin that no, we saw no. in that last I, game. I'm saying, who do you think is a better game plan coach? Nick Saban. Oh dear God. Kirby Smart. I'm making you answer this right now. What Nick Saban against anybody, dude? What kind of point yes. is that? Exactly. Exactly. It's around. It's round two. Who who's gonna come into that game better prepared? To show a better performance than the last game, it's, it's going to be Alabama. Alabama is going to win by three touchdowns. You can't predict predictions. Like you can't predict preparations. That's like eliminates the whole point of like predicting things. Like <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't three know. Tu- you heard it here. Three touchdowns. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. I would give them. Going back to the question, I would say at least like tw- at least like a quarter of a chance at least 25 percent chance georgia wins that game you, you really believe that say that again your mic cut off do you really believe that three out of four times or one out of four times they play georgia yes. wins yes uh, you, you know what now, when you say one out of four that's not that many times i i, I think i think I, I have a, it's, it's a I have a Saban I have a Saban record versus assistance to show. Oh wow! No <laughs> one's ever seen that before. Crazy. And no one's ever beat him before. So until this year, when we get Oregon, Alabama. <laughs> right. Right. Oh yeah. No, we don't use that stat when the Ducks are playing. Oh, Alabama. we are. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that I'm sure we that throw that's... out the whole we throw out the whole coaching. <laughs> I'm sure the the record against former assistants is exactly what was going through uh, LeCount's head when he missed the coverage deep. You know, yeah, it's, it's exactly what was happening. Some teams are better prepared than other teams from the top of the roster to the bottom of the roster. Okay, but some teams else? have Jalen Waddle, and some teams now actually no teams have Jalen Waddle. Do you think that? Do you think that Georgia? Um, do you think that there's any way they get in if they lose to Alabama again? Over us, over undefeated us. No. Yeah. If there's if the Ducks are undefeated, we're a, getting over in over a two loss. I can say I that say, confidently. I also say that if Cincinnati is undefeated, BYU, well, definitely since uh, more likely Cincinnati than BYU. But I think that undefeated Cincinnati gets in over two loss Georgia. Okay, so let's just say that would be an absolute, you know what storm. That was. I, I, Wait, that would wait, be here. so much fun. <laughs> I would love that. Like throw in a one-loss Oregon Conference champ. Throw in like just absolute chaos. I'm ready. I'm ready for another 2007. This is why like, we need a. This is why we need a bigger playoff. There's gonna be chaos. Okay. okay. No. We are not getting. We're not. We're not talking about that. Okay. okay A&M but, is dropping so, another game, right? Can we eliminate them from this conversation? Yeah. A&M. Yes. A&M. I. Th- I mean. Some people disagree, but I really think AM is dropping another game. I like I was I've been growing on AM a tiny bit, but like I, I still think they're gonna drop a game. But like I mean it's South Carolina, Tennessee, Ole Miss, 
LSU, and then at Auburn to end the year. Like yeah, I mean the hardest part of, of this schedule is is Tennessee, Ole Miss, back to back weeks. Uh, maybe I, not at Auburn. That's not the hardest. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't so. know. Yeah, I still. But, Dude, Auburn is like the ultimate just chaos team. The trust. Yeah, no, true. But the trusty FPI, we've got a oh, four yes. point. 4.3% chance that Texas A&M wins out. What's the FPI that the Ducks get in the playoff? I'm just curious. Like, that's a serious question. I'm not trying to... Uh, it's 17.9%. That's... That's a lot higher than I expected. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Now, question. Is that and, higher or lower than the chance of the Ducks ending the season with one loss? Uh... The Ducks' chance of winning out is 21.7%. Wow. And our chance of having one loss is 62.1%. Right. So, is this this is including championship week? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know what to... Dude, this is why I hate FPI. I no, just, no, 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 no. The FPI is a good predictive measure. But listen to this stat. <laughs> listen to this stat. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. okay. It had it has it has us at a seventeen point nine percent chance to make the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The more interesting thing, it has USC as a fourteen point nine percent chance to make the playoff. Okay. Yeah, I mean both so, of these teams uh, so should, run, should run the table. I'm taking the executive authority schedule. We get like at least sixty percent of USC's playoff percentage. We're just taking that from them because they're not beating us in a conference championship. I, yeah. That's not happening. What's sixty percent of fourteen percent? Can you calculate that real quick for me? It's right about eight percent. Uh, yeah, that's uh, nine more percent for us. So that would be twenty-seven uh, percent for us to make the playoff. So Charlie, you get your one in four. You get a one in four chance of making playoff. What do we think about their odds though? Twenty-one point seven percent chance. Ducks go undefeated. You think I it's think, higher or lower than that? I think it's well. I mean, my point in asking was that I think it's interesting that that percentage is higher than the FPI. Okay, I think it's interesting that our chances of running the table, according to the FPI, are higher than our chances of making the playoff. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's the conclusion I've been thinking about. But barely. Personally, I do barely. think it's too low. I think Oregon has around a 35% chance of making it. Yeah, I think it's really close. I think that I want to watch football. <laughs> and stop guessing. <laughs> I just want to see us play. I think no, I want to see us play game. too. Um, Okay, but okay. the last team we haven't really talked about is Florida. Obviously, they like a lot of they kind of shifted to the back of everybody's mind since the whole COVID thing with them, um, and getting embarrassed kind of by Texas A and M. It wasn't really the game itself wasn't that embarrassing, but like Muschamp made it embarrassing for himself yeah. with the whole like crowd comment and subsequent COVID um, outbreak. <laughs> but I you mean uh, Mullen. Dan Mullen, yeah. Dan what did Mullen. I say? Must champ? Must champ. Yeah. It's ex coach, you know. Yeah. So basically the same person, you know. Um, <laughs> wow. uh, I I kind of like I 
they're in the same boat as AM for me. Like, I don't think that they'll win out, yet they have a chance to. Yeah, it's funny. After week one, I thought that Florida might be better than Georgia. And now I'm to the point where I would be pretty surprised if Florida beat Georgia this weekend. I, I agree with that, yeah. Do we know the line on that game yet? Let me find it. I'm sure we do. Georgia four and a half. Okay. Well, did you see um, uh, Josh Pate said that Florida was a best bet plus four and a half. Yikes. Yikes. Oh, and if he said I, it, that's canon. Damn. That's canon. Damn you, Pate, uh, with your like 60 percentage. 60 that's, percentage. I'm like shocked, though, because he also said that on Sunday. Like, I feel like he might know something. This is well, going to be a great game, though. Like, well, LeCount, of... is, LeCount is out, too. Yeah. I think this is going to... I think that this weekend has potential to be, like, one oh, of the Oh, this is the, the best weekend. Big, it's a, like, it's big great, plop day. Great right? slate. It you is wake up, and you are flopping on the couch, and you are not moving the entire day. Oh, definitely. Like oh, that. Oh, we got the I'm 9 a.m. We got the 9 a.m. USC game, right? Well, for those of us who are still in Pacific time, it'll be 9 a.m., <laughs> right? Yes. And then we got the midday game, Florida, Georgia, right? Got the Ducks in the afternoon at 4.30. We got, uh, what's the late game I was looking at? Well, maybe we got Pac-12, so we got more football just all day long. You got know. Pac-12 at night. We got, hey, I mean, if you're ignoring Wazoo, Oregon State, I like you have lost all my respect. It's gonna be like, so fun. We got some good Friday games too: BYU, Boise State, and Miami, NC State on Friday. Oh man, get me hot and bothered. <laughs> yeah, for real. Michigan, Indiana in the morning as well. Okay, let's um let's talk a little ACC playoff chances. Oh right, too, yeah, though. I forgot we were doing that. Um, does does that conference like? I, I think there's a little in the same way I I think that people underestimate like I'm not willing to rule out the fact that a two loss Georgia team could get in over us as much as I disagree with it. If over because the their losses, two losses are, are to Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. yeah. True. And if they if the scoreline is closer than it was last game, or if the margins were closer, because the margins are pretty I'm gonna go back to this margins right. were pretty damn close last time, right? Yeah. I think that I, yes, if they I do win they big, like if they win win big versus Florida, and then they lose close to Bama, they could have a shot. Yeah. I agree. I but, think. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, just like to segue that, it's like I think they could have a shot because the SEC people like want to put two SEC teams in the playoffs. The ACC just as like a conference name. I don't know if it carries the weight to support two teams in the playoff just because everyone's perception is so much that it's Clemson and then a huge golf into everyone else. But here's the thing is for this season, like exactly, you're exactly right. Like that is the perception, but within this season, like it's just inaccurate. Like Notre Dame is good. I mean, I don't know if they're playoff good, but they're certainly better than any other competition in the ACC. I feel like. I mean, FPI has met 5% to win out, so. <laughs> I guess it's not going to happen then. You know? No, I think they have to play Clemson twice, though. Yeah, so they play them next weekend, and it's just kind of assumed that they'll meet in the 
conference title game later on. But I think, oh, yeah, another game. Oh, by the way, right? Clemson and Notre Dame this weekend. Yeah. Um, Arguably the biggest playoff playoff game we can identify right now on our schedule. In the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Georgia-Florida. I could see the argument for that. But... Realistically, no. it's probably but, this but game. You know, they're still you, both undefeated. The Florida, SEC championship will not, game will Florida pass will it. Florida will not but. beat uh, Alabama. Florida's not going to beat Alabama. Yeah. I don't know. Nah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not, pi- man. I'm not, I'm not picking them, but crazier things. About it. <laughs> I'm not picking them. Okay, so the question is, let me pull up Clemson and Notre Dame schedules for the rest of the year. Um, My, Miami isn't getting in. I'm ready to say that now. They yeah. looked, they got destroyed by Clemson. Yeah, they got like they Clemson. looked, it was just like, it was just like, if, if I need to show you 60 minutes of film to definitively show that someone isn't a playoff team, mm-hmm. it's just like, pull that up. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Like, I like that analysis. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we got the Notre Dame game. Notre, I'm talking in terms of Clemson. Notre Dame game yeah. this weekend. If they get past that hurdle without Lawrence, I think that pretty much solidifies them into the playoff. Even if, well, I don't know. Say, okay, here's some chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Say Clemson beat Notre Dame this weekend without Lawrence, and then they sure. beat them later on, or they lose to them later on with Lawrence. Do they still get in without having the ACC Conference title? I don't I don't. Well, that's where. It, well, I think the it wouldn't happen, the, but it's fun to think about. The, yeah, yeah. My question, what I'm trying to get at is like, where are the losses for Notre Dame and Clemson for the rest of this season? Well, the losses are going to be to each other than like the losses means, are Notre Dame losing to Clemson twice. That's what's assumed, you know. But yeah, I guess we'll see. So what? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, what that really is a begs huge the question. Game. I guess what I probably should have led with instead is, can say Notre Dame beats Clemson in a close game, minus mm. Trevor Lawrence, right? And then Clemson beats Notre Dame a li- slightly more convincingly in the uh, conference title game. Well, then you have a one-loss Clemson conference champion therein. Mm-hmm. You have a one-loss Notre Dame. Only losses to Clemson seem good enough to maybe be a playoff team. Like that gets a little hairy. I still think undefeated Oregon would get in over them. I would hope. But these these polls are so crazy though. Like, why is North Carolina now? I mean, I get why they're unranked, but like, oh, dude, the rankings this year are so messed up. Like, I yeah, hate the AP poll. They were ranked anyways fifth two weeks ago. And now, like that, I don't think I think Notre I think North Carolina can beat Notre Dame in that game. I definitely think that. I don't know, man. I think Notre Dame yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think Actually. Notre Dame probably drops a game after the Clemson game. Really? I think so. At BC, at North Carolina, they've BC looked good could give them a run. BC could give them a run if they played like they did last week. There this week. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, Syracuse and Wake Forest aren't probably, so it's 
It's yeah. got to be Boston College or North Carolina. But those back, uh, and they get a bye before North Carolina. Right. So our conclusion rusty, is... This... Rusty off the bye? Yeah, COVID off the bye, maybe. The bye, the bye, the nice thing about bye weeks are they work whatever way you want them to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Either, oh, super well rested, definitely gonna win. Or oh, they're a little rusty. They yeah. haven't played in a whole two weeks. Or or like, you know, you got the bye week, and then two weeks later is the big game. I've heard that called like the ultimate trap game. It's like, okay. Like, you're not going to look three weeks ahead. Right? Yeah. If, if anyone knows this, it's our friends up north who somehow craft <laughs> any iteration of a schedule. <laughs> As to be that, against them. <laughs> yeah, our bye week sets up perfectly for us to uh, have an advantage against them. It's interesting. Did you know bye actually stands for bias? As in biased against the Washington Huskies is how that works. Wow. Yeah. They, they spelled it different school. to confuse us. They should be able to spell but... right, yeah. You know, spelling is yeah, oh. hard. Yeah. <laughs> the coastal um, elite. No, so, I mean, overall, I just think. Uh, I, I mean, I think if we went out, I think if we went out, we're probably in. That's how I feel. I mean, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, our my concluding thoughts are the exact same as they were, like, beforehand. And probably what people already thought which is that hey we went out we have a pretty good shot to get in but let's just worry about winning out and then see what happens you know the chaos will happen i mean literally after this weekend we're gonna know so much more yeah i'm so hyped for this weekend yeah yeah if, if there's a weekend to spend your entire saturday watching college football this is it's the every one. weekend it's every weekend but this weekend, Actually, maybe twice. not that first weekend. What was that Austin <laughs> P and Coastal? That <laughs> yeah. was kind of tough. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's it's football, man. We had to have football forever. <laughs> Football's football. Okay, so um, I think that pretty much wraps us up, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay. So we're gonna do. Let's. I guess let's we, go we never schedule really covered stuff. This. Yeah, yeah. So we're planning on doing two episodes a week. One sort of being a general preview, one being sort of a general recap mm-hmm. for each game, obviously. Um, the preview episodes will likely be released on... going to try to record Tuesdays, get those out by Thursday at the latest. So expect it yeah, Wednesday. It'll Tuesday. be, yeah, some midweek time, Wednesday. Sometimes there'll be a day early, a day late, just based on our schedule and everything. But Wednesday is when you expect them. And then the recaps. We're going to try to do instant recaps just after the game, you know, giving you our full, like... (laughs) In the heat of the moment. Yes, exactly. Like, just whether it's pure rage or pure, like, excitement or just... You you might... Anything in between. You might have some tears on the podcast this year. I... If it's after, I plan on crying at least once during. I mean, either way, if we lose, we're gonna cry, and then if we beat, if we like win win, the Pac-12, we're probably gonna cry too. So, I might just cry when I see. (laughs) (laughs) see I might just cry the whole game, just watching watching (laughs) beautiful Oregon 
Oregon uniforms <laughs> running around on the field. I'm, I know. I'm definitely going to cry when I see the new video board in action. That's I can't sure. believe there was a time where we thought that we were going to have to go like two years without Oregon oh, football. God. Like that. we thought it wouldn't be till next August. And who knew even? Oh. Oh, I would have lost it. Those were I mean, I'm days. losing it right now without. Like, I'm. Away. I'm big fiending for some football. <laughs> We're so close. We're almost addict. there. Just hang on. Man, there are really teams that have played, already played as many <laughs> games as we will all season. I know. It, <laughs> That's it so is, depressing. Yeah. It they're is, still it is wild. Gonna get in, they're going to... Yeah. And we're still going to win the national championship. Right, crazy. yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, what's the FPI on that? Uh, let me check that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll pull up the Bovada odds as well. So you can... We got a 1% chance. <laughs> Wait, oh, that's not so bad. I have an Oregon future at... So you're uh, saying plus... there's a chance. So you're yeah, saying... Plus two... Th- let, me, let me look at this. I believe <laughs> it is... Um... If fifty dollars to win two thousand two hundred and twenty-five. I don't know. What... I don't. I can't do math like that. I don't know. I can't count. No, that, odds. that can't be right. That's that's not it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let me look at this. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> expect each recap episode to be up. Hopefully that Saturday night, if not mm-hmm. Sunday morning at the latest. Yeah, we want those to be fresh, and then uh, we're putting out our first um, uh, preview of the Stanford game this week. So we'll go over, break down the game, give our prediction for that, and look a little ahead to some of the other big games on the board in the Pac-12 and nationally, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't want to, like, we're not going to be a national podcast or anything, but, you know, just getting a sense of what else is going around. Yeah, I mean, all through a duck's lens, kind of like our whole conversation here. Oh, of course. And although I know it's advantageous for uh, the Georgia Bulldogs to maybe lose in our terms, I will still be rooting for them. No, no, no. Yes. No. Nope. I believe the term you're looking for is... Nope. This is horrible. This is sacrilegious. Go dogs. This is a tragedy. It's just... I'm probably the first... I'm hopefully the first ever podcaster, Oregon Ducks football podcaster, who can legitimately say, go dogs" without zero repercussion. I mean, there's like... I don't think you should ever say Less go than dogs. 20 Oregon football podcasters, probably so. There's yeah, a good chance. True. What's the FPI on yeah, that? Yeah, well... The FBI on Oregon football. <laughs> the FBI knows a lot, but it doesn't know that. I, I think it's failing to account for some pretty uh, significant <laughs> changes that are happening. Material changes? Yeah. It only has a set of... I just... I, I, it is really offensive that it thinks that USC can compete with us. Did the FBI, did the FBI watch last year's game? Like you can't. <laughs> we beat. We beat the living crap out of them. Like yeah. they did not stand a chance in that game. I know people like I've seen some USC fans saying like, "Oh, you know, that like kickoff return or whatever." Like Mikhail first half, and I'm like, "Please, come on." Yeah, maybe if y'all had won the recruitment for Mikhail. <laughs> yeah. Well, he- here's a closing thought. Or Kayvon. Thought. <laughs> he- here's a closing thought. <laughs> 
Um, is our offensive scheme with the departure of Arroyo going to be enough to make up for the talent we lost on offense? And if it is, we'll win out. And if it's yeah. not, we won't. I like that. I think. I, yeah, yeah. Let's just. I think Moorhead is legit. Now, again, you can think players are legit. You can think coaches are legit. You can think teams are legit. You have to see him in action to actually judge it. But I think he's right. definitely the right guy for the job. I mean, we've been over this a hundred times. I think he was yeah. the perfect hire for us. No, definitely. I, and I'm and super excited to see what he does. But I mean, also the big thing about college football, though, is, is your roster never stays stagnant. Like, each year that you're in college, you progress so much as a player. So, like, guys like Johnny Johnson, Jalen Red, Micah Pittman, C.J. Burdell, Sean Dollars, like, they are going to be better than they were last year. Oh, I And saw so it. that has a big impact on it, too. Who is it? It was, like, Scopel or Prem or somebody? Like, uh, predicted Burdell is, like, All-American type. Numbers. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if he's gonna be that good. But People like, are really high on legit. him. Yeah, I love the way Verdell runs. By the way, like I, <laughs> I love I, the. I hate this term, but I love what that he does. It is he's a north south back, right? Yeah, he just runs straight runs downhill. Yes, I would. I would like. I would like a little more vision. Yeah, but just, I just. I think he's. I think he's improved, but like some of the tape from that Auburn game. <laughs> there, there's some heartbreaking holes that were missed. But hey, new team, new season, mm. new everything, uh, new video board, as we mm. mentioned. I, dude, I don't think the FBI has calculated the the increase in efficiency that will come from the large video board giving us better replays the increasing crowd noise once we pack Watson again oh. keeping in the i mean that's not gonna happen this year but... yeah it's not gonna happen this year but i'm just i'm just saying that's exciting do you think the fbi has factored in the justin flow picture <laughs> i don't think they have yeah because yeah because our win total should be at least one higher Oh. If they've seen that, like those are, those are still backups, you know. Like, it's crazy. Well, think oh, think like, about. He's so good. Mississippi State went six and seven last year, three and the three and five in the SEC with Joe Moorhead, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're getting to that win total this year. I hate to say it, with Mike Leach, so maybe the problem wasn't Joe Moorhead, and Joe Moorhead will probably be a great addition to our program. No, yeah, I think he just did. He just didn't. Um, wasn't like as equipped to do the program CEO things, yeah, and that's yeah. what Cristobal is really good at. But Morehead was a good offensive line. I mean, the the comparison between um, Morehead and and uh, John Donovan, who the Huskies mm-hmm. hired, and their time at Penn State is just so hilarious. Still, yeah. that we literally got like two two people who are juxtaposed in the same program were hired by. The Ducks and the Huskies, mm-hmm. and our hire just achieved so much higher than theirs. So much better. <laughs> Number one. Right. All right. On that note, I got a preview to write. Yeah. Go Timbers. Go Ducks. Go. Go Ducks. Go, go Dogs. Very go quietly. Dogs. Go Dogs. No. 
No, get out of here. Get the fuck get out of here. here. Fuck out. Get out of here. Maybe I should just mute you. Get out of I'll here. I'll mute you. 